morning, church. How's everyone? The, the Lord stirred my heart, and I preached a different message this morning at the 9 o'clock service. So I, I do um, a bit of um, an overview and exposition on Luke chapter 3. That will be up there probably tonight or tomorrow at the latest. Now, I was going to say, uh, t- today's, today's message, the, the gospel readings, or the, the reading from the Old Testament is actually probably longer than the message. <laughs> but I'd like, to, I'd like to open up with that. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 22, 1 to 14. Before we do, let us pray. Father, as we come before you this morning, and we understand the reason for the season, that your son is to be born upon this earth. We are reminded of just your wonderful grace, your compassion and your mercy to, to mankind. And it bewilders us still today of how loving you are. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for allowing your son to be born in this world. He was born to die for all of us. And we so thank you, Father, for your mercy and your grace. And as we come before you this morning, we simply ask, Lord, that you minister to our hearts, that you have your right of way, that you give us clarity and understanding in your word. Lord, and above all things, that your name be lifted up, that you be glorified this day and all the saints say, amen, amen. Now I'm going to minister a message uh, that is literally came out of Wesley's song. And song, the song is, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. So I'm going to open up first with Genesis chapter 22, 1 to 14. And you're probably wondering, what does the Old Testament have to do with that song? Let's see what the Bible says. Now the Bible says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on, the, on the, one of the mountains that I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to the young men, stay here with the donkey, the lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand, the knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father, and he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire, the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son. God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only begotten son. 
Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Now, why is this story so important to us? Something that happened three and a half thousand thereabouts years ago? Why? Because on that exact same spot where God provided Abraham a lamb as a sacrifice, 2,000 years later, a child was born. Jesus Christ, who was crucified for you and I at Golgotha, which is exactly the same spot that Abraham sacrificed on Mount Moriah. The perfect Lamb of God, without spot and without blemish. He provided himself a sacrifice to take away the sins of the world. From the foundations of the earth, at the beginning of time, God so loved you and I that he already had a plan to give his only begotten son as a sacrifice to redeem mankind. This is the Christmas story. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. His birth was marked by a star. The angels even announced it. Magi journeyed a great distance to honor the child who would be born king. This child... This king of kings, we assume, would be a spectacle to behold, yet not so. Isaiah 53 says he was ordinary. He had no beauty about him. Visually speaking, he was simply common and blended in with everybody else. So what then was special about this child? This child was God who stepped out of heaven and became a man to fulfill the requirements of the law that you and I could not. In Wesley's song, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus, it says these words, O long-expected Jesus, born to set his people free, from our fears and sins release us, let us hope or let us rest in thee. He sets us free from fear because his perfect love casts out all fear. He gives us a rest and a peace, a peace which surpasses all understanding and guards our hearts and minds in him. Yet with all these things, we still read in John chapter 12, verses 37. But although he had done so many signs before him, before them all, they did not believe in him. That the word of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spoke, Lord, who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? They did not believe in him. This was the path our Savior needed to walk. 
to drink a cup of suffering that none of us could endure, but only he could. The Lamb of God, perfect and spotless, could pay the price for you and I. Jesus in the garden struggled. Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but your will be done. Knowing the road ahead, he still fulfilled the perfect will of the Father. And as he faced the penalty fit for a criminal, the worst punishment that anyone could have ever endured, he did so as a lamb's silence before his accusers. And the scripture says, who the joy, who for the joy was set before him endured the cross. Everyone despised and rejected him. What was the joy set before him? This doesn't make any sense to our finite minds. He preached glad tidings to the poor, yet so the words crucify him, they called out. He healed the brokenhearted, set those who are bound free, opened up the eyes of the blind, yet they still cried out, crucify him. He healed the demon-possessed and the broken body. Crucify him, they cried out. Now, fulfilling their cries for blood, he is going to the cross. And the scripture says he can endure this because of the joy set before him? What is his joy? It, to me, it seems pretty miserable and hopeless. Doesn't it? But listen to this. Isaiah 53. He was despised and rejected by men. A man of sorrows. In the original Greek, a man of pain, mental and physical. And acquainted with grief. Again, in the original Greek, sickness and disease. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, yet we esteemed him not. Smitten by God. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Surely he has borne our sickness and disease. And carried our pain mental and physical. Yet he was stricken. All sickness. All disease. Mental and physical pain. All our sins laid Upon Jesus Christ. This child who is to come into the world and by his stripes we are healed. That is why when he hung on the cross he said, it is finished. Everything that Adam brought into the world through his rebellion. Jesus, the last Adam, brought restitution and reconciliation for all mankind. Through his sacrifice upon Calvary's cross. This was the joy set before him. Redeeming you and I. Oh, what an uncomprehensible love. Unbelievable. Completely, our minds just can't even comprehend that. 
Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, the Bible says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He despised, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I think of Wesley's song. Born thy people to deliver. Born a child and yet a king. Born reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit. Rule in all our hearts alone. By thine all sufficient merit. Raise us to thy glorious throne. He endured the cross because of the joy set before him. Let us bow our heads for a brief moment in prayer.